And now we are officially on the air for the final whistle. <laughs> That's right. You are listening to the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. This is WEC uh, 89.7 Eau Claire. Uh, it, what a weird night, guys, but but we're finally back. So in case you uh, weren't around about midway, about 7 or 6.30 when things went uh, haywire, we, we sort of started the show and then and then we ended the show and then let the other shows run through and now we're back. So um, for those of you that missed it earlier, we'll jump right back into what we were talking about. The Phillies made the World Series made the World Series as of today. It means Nolan and I were correct on our predictions, which of course we were. Yeah. That's just how it was gonna go, obviously. Of course. Um, and then as as expected, the other two hopped on our bandwagon because who wants to jump on the Astros or Yankees bandwagon? Nobody. It's, it's gonna be the Astros, let's be honest. I mean, did you guys see Aaron Boone um Blaming the roof being open the yeah. other game and complaining about the air blowing in. Oh my God! He's Come doing on. It's anything, such a Yankee uh, thing to do. Doing anything to save his job because I keep hearing people say if they don't make the World Series, Boone is just gone. I will say though, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to defend him because obviously there were a lot of things in that game that could have went right for the Yankees. However, the metrics were ran, and if there was, if the roof was closed and there was no wind on the ball, it was supposed to go 430 feet. Sure. Uh, fine, but if you were playing at an another open ballpark, I mean, ma- the majority of ballparks in this league are have no roof and don't have an option to put a said roof on it. Oh man, if this were in Yankee Stadium, <laughs> that would have went four hundred something feet if they would have built a roof, but they didn't. You know, it's just a stupid argument. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but yeah, the Phillies make it to the World Series, as we said. The expectation is probably it's going to be the Astros, and and I think we're all in agreement that you know, go Phillies, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that the Phillies. Well, obviously the Phillies are making the World Series, but I think that if the Astros sweep the Yankees tonight, I think it'll probably be the Astros taking it. Really? Yeah. I don't think many people have an argument of what uh, Nolan is saying. I think, I think the odds if the Astros win the tonight uh, would be heavy favorites against the Phillies. I think the Astros, though, are very like we've been here before. Like, there's nothing exciting about them. They're not even. I mean, the 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 Phillies are playing like like there's a fire underneath them nonstop. They're yeah, literally nonstop energy, and they, it's like it's electric. And the Astros are in a way, but it's pretty. I mean, there's not a lot of hype behind the Astros being here either. As there shouldn't be, just that's, because everybody's fair. still mad about them cheating. Has anyone noticed any banging in the background of their games? This, maybe maybe this we playoffs? should start paying attention to yeah, that. Yeah, maybe because because maybe that's the reason, the only reason they're there. Maybe maybe that's the reason that Aaron Boone was so upset because he's saying that the roof thing was just them cheating again. They they, they knew what was going to happen, you know. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the World Series, if that's the two teams that are in it, the whole country is going to be backing Philly, which is something no one's ever said before. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Any, right, I will, I will never back Philly in any other sport, but in this case, absolute. That's so funny, though. It's, it's, it's such a. I mean, it's, it's a tale of two teams where it's like, these are the two places we're rooting for this this year. I mean, everyone was in it for Seattle, and I, oh yeah. I mean, now you have to find someone else to back, I guess. And, <laughs> Nobody wants to back the Astros. No, no. nobody wants. To, unless you're from Houston, even people yeah. in Houston don't want to back the Astros. No, no. <laughs> but moving on from that, because uh, we did touch on it a little bit about half an hour ago. Um, NBA. We wanted to talk about it a little bit last week. Uh, the season is fully started now, uh, and as uh, we were going to talk about a little bit, the Lakers uh, and the 76ers are both 0 and 3 as of now. Um, I think my favorite part so far has been that Russell Westbrook was 0 for 11 the other day. Uh, just adds to the fire of of how terrible he's become, I guess. Not a great uh, start of the year for people named Russ in the sports world. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, yeah. Man. But but they've been terrible. 76 have been terrible. Um, Utah's looked good, even though they traded away um, uh, just Rudy Gobert a few yeah. pieces. I can't remember. Donovan Mitchell and as well. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, that's right. I, I remember uh, they were at least talking about that. So moving two pieces, they still look good. They also got some decent returns on both those players. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's that's not nice. like they only got picks. I mean, they got some players. Colin that Sexton, gonna... Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. They've been playing exactly. pretty good so far. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. Laurie Markkinen's looked really looked, good for them. He looked very good against yeah. the Timberwolves. Yeah. I'm happy that you brought them Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, like, it's weird because, you know, how the NBA is just changing so much into 
if you have a big three, you're probably going to be good to make the playoffs. Right. Utah kind of seemed like the first two or three games that they've played. I think that they're 2-0. and They are. Okay. The the first two games that they've played, they haven't really had, like, a primary guy, but they've just played so well together for a team yeah. that just hasn't that's has such, no gel. That's such a Utah Jazz way, though. Yeah. I mean, look at them in past seasons when they've been in the playoffs. They are the one outlier of, like, that's not a big three. That's not a team that runs off of a stud player or a handful of stud players. That's just a really great roster. Sure. You're telling me that uh, Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley don't make up a big three? N- no. <laughs> Rudy Gobert is not. I mean, Rudy Gobert is a, a great piece to have. Don't get me yeah, wrong. And, and he's nine again, points. You know, and, yeah, he did have 24 rebounds. Really, yeah, yeah. He, you know what? He's, he's going to be huge for the Wolves who need someone defensively uh, like crazy. But, yeah, when you're when – you're, Sporting a team that that is being run by Rudy Gobert and and Conley and like all these like you're just like wow how are they where they are and and they always find a way you know so it it doesn't shock me that Utah traded away all these studs and they still look solid. This could be recency but recency bias. I mean we are two games into the season. Yeah, yeah. They do look good, uh, but it's two games out of eighty two. There's a long season, so long road ahead of them. Timberwolves, you know, tough loss to Utah. I mean, the season's early. I don't think we can get on, let's say, the 76ers for being 0-3. Yeah. We uh, can't be on, let's say, the Washington Wizards for being 2-0. But I think you can be on the Lakers for being 0-3. I think you can. <laughs> I think that has uh, those games, the three games that they've played, they have not looked good. Yeah. Uh, this it's kind of a continuation of last year because they didn't add any pieces no, it, that really exactly. helped their shooting or anything. Right, so. right. Whereas the Jazz have changed up their whole lineup. And- One thing that I was kind of shocked at was that you know when the Lakers were playing the Clippers, it was LA versus LA, and the the stadium was like half full, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, how do you have LA versus LA? And it's the it's not it's not like it's the Chargers, you know, the NFL. It's the NBA. They have been getting hyped for so long. How do you have an empty stadium for that? It kind of seems like in all like for Los Angeles as a whole, for New York as no a whole. One, not necessarily New York. East LA, East Coast is pretty LA pretty, a lot though. Losing like, interest in sports. They just don't care. Yeah. They keep adding teams to the cities that are huge. Because they're still gonna bring in revenue. Yeah. But but like no one actually cares in LA because the people who live in Los Angeles and who are sports fans, they're fans of different teams. I mean, the Lakers and the Dodgers are, I would say, LA's two they're primary Los teams. Angeles. Yep, yep. Whereas if you take a look at football, they didn't have a team for how long? The last, I mean, before they had the Rams. They had yeah. The Rams before. And so those individuals became fans of different teams. I mean, no one is a fan of the Chargers. The Chargers are San Diego's team. Well, they also just don't have a lot of original teams. I yeah. mean, the Lakers are, uh, are from Minneapolis, and the Chargers Rams have bounced Diego, around. The, I mean, the, uh, um, the Rams Clippers were, were San Diego. The Clippers were San Diego. I mean, it's, it's, Brooklyn it's, Dodgers. Brooklyn Dodgers. Seriously, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of moving teams there, and I think it's harder. Like, when you're a Packer fan, they have always been the Green Bay Packers they probably will always be the Green Bay Packers you know what I mean it's it's easy to root I mean it's the Dallas Stars and in, in the NHL are the same way you know you take a team from uh and, and they get a lot more love but you take a team from Minnesota and the history from Minnesota people don't people in Dallas don't care about the North Star history they care about like their current Dallas Stars history and people in Minnesota care more about the North Star history oh yeah know? so it's but it, there's truth to it where LA it never has like original teams playing there but again like we said it's pretty early in the season so yeah. if they could switch something up or maybe let their rookies play a little bit but no lebron won't let that happen yeah you're right. <laughs> but coach, coach has no say here lebron lebron's <laughs> not letting that happen i saw this uh this report this article that said why is the gm of the lakers not getting any hate it's because everybody knows that lebron's running the team yeah yeah it's yeah. it doesn't matter who you put in at coach who's running who is the gm it all goes through LeBron, which is terrible. I, in my opinion, I, I don't care who you are because LeBron's lost. I said this last week. LeBron's lost a lot of like credentials to me. I think he's really uh, he's fallen off from being like I I I think I don't even like hold him up there in the same level as MJ anymore because he just late in his career is just like totally falling apart and and failing to carry teams and like 
complaining about all these other players on his team that aren't pulling their weight when he's not pulling his weight, you know? And I think you're not meaning, like, stat-wise, just no, because he's still playing he's still to play- a very high level. Absolutely, he's a but bad his, leader. His le- yes, his really? leadership skills have been just terrible. Absolutely. I, I think like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think I, if you take a look at just the eye test of the Lakers and LeBron, things aren't the same that it used to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, in Cleveland, the end of his second tenure there, dominant, carried the team to the finals in 2018, was it? Yeah. Uh, just with no stars on the team. Yeah, Whereas now, right. you know, Anthony Davis, when he feels like he needs to compete, he will. He'll put forth the effort. But, you know, you take a look at last year when Anthony Davis was out for the year. Russell Wilson didn't look good. It, he just didn't Westbrook. really. Oh, well, uh, my apologies. <laughs> you know what? He doesn't look good either. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, uh, just doesn't put forth the effort of yeah. when he doesn't think there's a shot. Well, and he has he has basically forced Los Angeles into such a such a terrible spot because he and, and not saying that you know Lonzo Ball and and um, and Ingram were going to be like the difference makers in L.A. But like they'd you, be looking a lot better but, right now, right? You you for he basically forced them to trade away these two young studs who could have really turned into something who have turned into something. Because you wanted these veteran presences and you set this team up to basically, you better be good now because you're not going to be good for a while. And they're not good now either. Uh, they have no draft picks anymore. Yeah. And they gave up most of them. And along that's because of LeBron. Well, yeah. Alongside of uh, giving up Caruso and Kuzma, who has looked much better in Washington now. Yeah. And he can actually shoot the ball too. That's the guy that they would really need again. That's a guy they had when they actually won the championship. Exactly. So. It's uh, he's he's kind of ruined that franchise, and um, I don't know. It's he. I'm surprised he hasn't like. I I don't know if it's just the I've done it enough and I'm okay with where I'm at, but I'm surprised like seeing who LeBron used to be. He hasn't like taken a look in the mirror and been like something needs to change because yeah. it seriously feels like for three years now it's been the same old like the Lakers are gonna be great. Look at that roster, and then they're just like this is not they're not that good, right. you know, so. Yeah. So, so because we're we're definitely not going to overreact to anything at all, let's just jump into some NBA Finals predictions. Oh, boy. I have no idea at this point. Brayden? Brayden, I know you got some hot takes. Well, it, it is a little early, but I'll just say I'll say Bucks and Warriors. Just an obvious <laughs> prediction there. I'm, I'm going to go with Clippers uh, out of the West. I think they're going to win it all. Uh, out of the East is really a guessing game at this point for me uh i'm gonna go with you know the boston celtics okay oh, i was okay. just about to go the east celtics. has looked pretty stacked this year i'm not gonna lie they've, they've looked Ta- good. tatum and brown i think have been just both dropping the same amount of points every game i think they both had like 35 the other night and they just look unstoppable i want to just because it, it's just way too early to tell anything i'm gonna go celtics and grizzlies I, I like the I like the Grizzlies. They just keep slowly looking better and better and better as they develop their young guys. That's a team to to watch out for this year. They have a lot of young guys. Yeah. they have like three, four and rookies so on the ta- roster, and they're all so talented. That's that's the crazy thing. It's like they're going to be good for a while. And that kind of goes into my MVP pick because we're going to do a prediction for that too. Ja looks insane to start the year. Yeah, like every shot he takes, it just looks like it's effortless for him. You know, any team that has, like, a bunch of guys in the paint trying to stop him, he'll just spin around them. Or he had one play where he did a fake behind-the-back uh, dribble yeah, and then completely fooled the guy in front of him and then just passed it back behind him to whoever was uh, being the garbage man guy running behind him. Yeah. An easy layup. And he had 49 he points is, the other night, he's too. He's electric to watch. He is really fun to watch. Definitely, will... definitely prime time whenever you can watch him for Absolutely. sure. I don't know anybody that dislikes watching Ja play yeah. basketball. That's, yeah. That's He's very fun true. to watch. Nolan, did you say your prediction? I, you know, you're talking about young teams that are really looking good and just continuously are building. I think that there's not that many guys that are super young to build around like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. They I really just, think that the Pelicans disappointing. That's that, the problem. They've had a good <sighs> start to the season. I like the yeah. Pelicans a yeah. lot okay. this year. So okay. I would go with them out of the West early prediction. Yeah. And then I mean the Bucks look really good. Their defense has been really good they through do. the first two games. Mm-hmm. Very so. Yeah, that that 76ers game was so low scoring. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, which you wouldn't do, when when you're seeing that 76ers roster, you would not expect it to be that low scoring of a game. And one thing through the first two games too that the announcers were talking about, the last couple of years the Bucks have said, "Okay, we're going to guard the paint like 
primarily. And if they shoot threes, let them shoot threes, whatever. And that, they've been like the absolute worst at defending the three. This year, they've been switching it up and they say, okay, let them have their twos. We're going to primarily guard the three point line. And it's been working really well for them at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Who absolutely. knows how much the addition of like getting Brooke Lopez back, he was gone for the entire playoffs last year. Just having him as another rim protector just kind of seems like it changes their defense. They finally look deep, which is yep. like what's so nice about uh, like for years. I feel like we've sat here and at least maybe not you guys, but for years of me doing this, I feel like I've sat here and it's always been like, man, the Bucks just need to get deeper. They need another person. They need this. They need, and it just was constantly. And finally, you're like, that might be a complete roster. They're deep. They've got other studs around Giannis. Like this is no longer, this is no longer Giannis's team and only Giannis's team. This is and a really solid looking team. They've got guys off the bench too that can carry the second Absolutely. unit. Absolutely, like Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen. Yeah. They've, I mean, in the playoffs last year, both of them Dude, had Bobby, multiple twenty point games. Bobby Portis in the playoffs. I was getting so hyped for that man. He is such a clown. He is so fun to watch. Very fun to watch. <laughs> uh-huh. Another Very fun, fun to guy watch. to watch. Yeah, with like, the glasses, the Rex specs so on funny. too. After he got his eye cut. God, he's oh awesome. Yeah, Bobby Portis, just electric. Definitely. But so MVPs, we uh, um, we touched on that a little bit. Uh, I, you know what? Again, way too early to tell, but. I, I'm going to go with is it three-peat for Jokic, um, only because there's just no one like him in the league. I mean, there's and it's a fair argument why he's won two in a row. Like, the dude is is this massive man with a dad bod who can <laughs> do everything on the court, and he runs, and he, and he moves quickly. Like, he's he's not—he looks like Shaq, but moves better than Shaq, shoots better than Shaq, play like— I don't know how. Like not, no one's like him. He's not quite the same physique as Shaq. Not quite like this. Yeah, but I just think it's his to take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of a. Uh, I don't agree with you on the MVP pick, but I agree with you that I think the Sixers are going to be fine. I really like their roster. Harden and Embiid, probably one of the best one-two tandems in the league. Mm-hmm. And speaking of one of the new good one-two tandems, my MVP pick is Luka Doncic. He's averaging 38 and 8 through the first two games. And Christian Wood has looked amazing coming yeah. off the bench for them. Yeah. Great addition. I don't know if the Mavs are going to really do anything, just like with what you're talking about with the Bucks. They're not necessarily a deep team, very top right. heavy. Right. So we'll see what happens. But Luka Doncic is my pick. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, again, with your Embiid pick, was that um, he hasn't looked like he's been getting enough shots up, like especially against the Bucks. I believe he only took 11 shots. And. Harden looks like he's hardened from Houston this year so far, where he has taken an insane amount of shots. He's getting yeah. all the free throws he wants, yeah. and he's scoring 35, 36 points a game. Yeah. It's been crazy so yeah. far Just for him. Still no defense. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, they're 0 3. That looks yeah. like the Harden Rockets team. With Absolutely. No help, so. It really does. I mean, yeah, that's a team that, that it's, it's almost funny to say, but looks like they could use a Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> you know, like Very in, true. In, in all honesty, it, that's a team that really could use Ben Simmons. I don't know how much the Nets want Ben Simmons right now, looking at how he's played. No. He's not no. Did he even if, shoot that one game? He, no, but if he can take, a, if, if he can just accept a role as a Rudy Gobert type of player where you're like, you're going to, you're going to, defend and you're going to rebound and we're not going to use you on the offensive side at all and that's going to be maybe, your role and you got to be okay with maybe that. Maybe for some putbacks, but that's it. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, know your role. He could be awesome on one of these teams. But Put they, him in a dunker spot like Thanasis yeah. whenever he gets in. But they, teams, easy just, two, four points. teams just keep trying to make him a point guard when he's not. Well, when you know, when you're when your former number one overall pick, how much is it the ego of Ben's? Yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. But Definitely. I mean, he's not a number one pick anymore. No, 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 no. I mean, and in the NBA, so many top picks are flop. I mean, it it happens. But, but so through two games so far, Ben Simmons has taken a total of ten shots. And how many has he made? Uh, five. Oh, there we go. Fifty percent. Wow. With a total of twelve points. Okay. That'd be two threes. I'm sure they're free throws. Yeah, Yeah, they are free throws. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on from basketball, let's move into our main uh, our main chunk of the night. It's a handful of topics, but football. I mean, we're in the midst of the season and and we're midway through, and you know, topics from the NFL season never seem to fail us. Uh, just this week, Christian McCaffrey uh, was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a handful of draft picks. I never actually could find the return. Did any of so, you see it? 
Uh, you got it? Yeah, I have it just off the top oh, of my head, so perfect. correct me if I'm perfect. wrong. Uh, it was next year's uh, second-round pick, third-round pick, fifth-round pick, and a future fourth-round pick. Which, which it just off the top of like hearing that, um, feels light. I, I, I think, think that's a lot. Yeah. That is a Devontae lot. Devontae Adams really? got a one and a two, and that was it. Okay, yeah, that's fair, but I'd take a one and a two over a two and then a bunch of change, basically. Well, would you? What what running back has aged well and performed late into the career? That's fair, but this is a mid-season deal for a guy who's under contract, who when healthy Expensive. is— Who when healthy is one of the most—is arguably the most revolutionary running I, back in the league. You, If you're Carolina and you know teams are calling, you go— Give me your best shot, and we're going to sit oh, here till you pay I, us. I think Carolina got a fair return, especially in the position okay. that they're in. And for, sorry, for the 49ers, I just think it's a they're paying him nearly twenty million dollars a year. He has been injured for near the majority of the last two seasons. Yeah, yep. He can't stay healthy, and when he performs, he does good. But to take up that much money on a team that is three and four now after the loss to Kansas City, it's a big price to pay. It is. It's a run-heavy offense. I mean, when you've got it, Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, you can't rely on him. So, I mean, that's how they've always been. When they when they made their Super Bowl run, they were leaning on Raheem Moser, you know, and who at the time was was no one knew of him. So right. they they did get boat raced by the Chiefs today by twenty. So just just to add Absolutely. to your point, Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey also came in on Friday. No, no, no. Yeah, know. I was just saying to add to your point that Jimmy G can't go out and win yeah, you a game. Right. I think that. I think that the CMC trade definitely is great for the Niners. Yeah. I think that it's just that much better for the for the Panthers too though just because of what they're potentially trying to do here. You know that they're not going to go anywhere with their current quarterback situation. I know you said no first. So That's what shocked me. It's right. it's a fine return surprise no first. So sorry to just chime in real quick. After this Christian McCaffrey trade and a lot of people forget about the Trey Lance trade. The 49ers have no picks in the top three rounds until 2026. Well, wow. <laughs> sounds like the Rams. Yeah, it <laughs> sure does. And I feel like Carolina, I mean, we know they're in full rebuild mode now. I actually feel like it was good that even though they didn't get first-round picks, I feel like they did get a lot in return for it. Just because of, like you said, McCaffrey is like such a great running back, but it's if he's healthy. And he is getting a little older, too, now. So yep. I feel like getting that many picks in return for a guy who could be questionable right. most I, of the season. I will say to that point, it's as much as it's not you didn't get as many high picks. You got what five different shots to to hit on a player. Basically, I mean, you got so many draft picks that there's a chance that at least one of those is going to pan out and be a really good player for you in the future. So, and how many picks did they get for Robbie Anderson as well? Because that two, just adds just on. two late ones. I think it was a six, six and, and a seven. seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was making Still. nearly twenty million dollars a year. So yeah, like I, I can't. I'm surprised they got as much as they did for. Robbie I'm surprised Anderson. they could I, even find. I thought it was going to be player to be or, or a player to be <laughs> named yeah, later yeah. or something like that. Just take it, take him, please. Yeah, just you get know. him out of here. They got a, th- a sixth and a seventh for yeah. him, which also. Can we just touch on that real quick? I don't know why the Cardinals did that. I have that no is, idea That why. is such a crowded wide receiver room right now, and your problem right now is not receivers. You just got D-Hop back. Right. I get that. Um, was it who who went down? Or Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown went down for the season, it sounds like, or possibly for the season. Um, I get that. But that was prior to D-Hop already a pretty deep wide receiving core, and then you get D-Hop back, and now you have Robbie Anderson. Suddenly it's like, what, you got four guys you're trying to share the ball to? That. That wasn't their problem. The Cardinals are just a mess. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think even Kyler Murray likes him. No, did you uh, see the— Yeah, you they, know what, yeah. On Thursday, they played on Thursday night against the Saints. They won 42-34, to but there were so many hiccups on offense. The, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray don't even look like they like each other. There's—I mean, they just got D-Hop back, which is an addition that they desperately needed. And yeah, what, he get fed the ball like a. T- he got, he like got 10, 12, 12, 12 so he, receptions. He got a lot of receptions. And three drops. Just to, mm. just to bring that in. Obviously, he's, shaking the rust not, off. He's not Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, okay, oh, definitely know, not. But, <laughs> but this is the same D hop that, that one year on the Texans. I believe he only had one drop all season. Yeah, so. but he also didn't play in a game for six Yeah, for six No, that, so that's I, why I completely agree with you. The let's rust see. Off, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. But. And to, to just kind of circle back to your point of why did they bring in Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. I kind of really agree with you just because of just two years ago they spent, 
I believe a second rounder on Rondale Moore. Let the guy yeah. let see what you have He's in him. Yeah. Suffocated he by is everyone. Percent getting yeah. suffocated. Yeah. D Hop on one side, Rondale Moore on the other for this amount of time that Hollywood's going to be gone. And when you get Hollywood back, all of a sudden you have three elite threats instead of messing with Robbie Anderson, who is completely past his prime. Yeah. Last off season, he talked about retirement. Robbie Anderson had like one actual good season, and people talk about him like he's actually an elite and, wide receiver two in this league. And f- I mean. I don't think anyone would argue by saying he's not a good locker room guy. He got kicked off the sideline by the yeah. interim head coach in Carolina. Yeah. He threatened to retire last year. He said he didn't want Baker Mayfield. And he, he and, did well with Sam Darnold in New York and then clashed with Sam Darnold when he came to yep. Carolina. Like it just <laughs> and, didn't none of it makes sense. It's not like the Cardinals have a sound locker room as it is. So yeah. just adding in another what seems like problem. I don't think that's a great idea for them. Maybe well, he likes Call of Duty and him yeah. and Kyler <laughs> needs to play Kyler that needs together. A buddy on the weekend. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get some insight into it. I don't know if any of you guys have HBO Max, but Hard Knocks just began for oh. the Cardinals. They're doing an oh, in-season one. Yeah, that they're doing so that. That's we'll, actually going to be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, we might now. be able to see That might be the most wrong. interesting team to, to <laughs> yeah. watch. Right yeah. yeah, ain't that the truth, but... Yeah, it, I, that one doesn't make much sense to me. I think you need to figure out the run game there. Your defense is terrible. The offensive line is not helping Kyler Murray whatsoever. There are so many issues that were not wide receiver, and for some reason they decided let's spend our draft picks on another yeah. wide receiver. It, like it just, I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, I think we've put it off uh, for too long. Oh, no, we we want to give the floor <laughs> to the Packer fans in the room. Uh, Jack yeah. and I will take a that step a, back, and you guys can just uh, Let's hear you, you vent. A little, little vent line for you guys. What's how you doing, okay. <laughs> Braden? Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? Um, you know, you can go first. Okay, yeah. that's that's completely fine <laughs> with me. So, last weekend, last weekend, if you guys tuned into the show, the thing that we talked about, well, that I talked about with the Packers, just they will figure it out. Because they have a good defense. Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders, namely Terry McLaurin, put up 23 points on the Packers today while the offense looked worse than it did last week, in my opinion. Yeah. They scored 21 points. However, there was a touchdown on the first drive, or the second drive, I mean. Then there was a pick six, and until the fourth quarter, they had virtually no yards of offense. There were seven drives at one point where they had seven total first downs, which is just completely unexcusable for a team that has aspirations to make the playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl again after paying Aaron Rodgers so much money. Wait, this sounds like uh, this sounds like what Packer fans would call uh, garbage time Kirk Cousins, or is this more garbage time Aaron Rodgers now? Is that is that where we've gotten? I I have firmly stood behind Kirk Cousins as a good quarterback, so I'll not take this slander. <laughs> but I, I completely see what she's saying. Yeah. The thing that scared me the most today was the defense, and namely Jair Alexander. Terry McLaurin lit him up in the fourth quarter. He could not be guarded. Yeah, but ter- Terry McLaurin is a he's pretty very, he's a very, very good, good wide I know. receiver. You know. It's, just, it's just scary since... Jair's been talked about as potentially a top three corner in the game he's over the last like couple the years. He's like the brightest spot yeah. on that Packers team. I mean, he's like, we at, le- at least we have a star on Lockdown defense, corner. You know? Yeah. And so that's that's my take of the game today. I would say that there's less hope after this week than there was after the week before. Obviously, you know, after another loss, you're going to have that. There just looked like there were more errors today. Maybe not as many mental errors other than the Amari Rodgers muffed punt, but it just it wasn't a very crisp game from a— Packers fan point of view and that adds on to what I was about to say uh well first of all I wanted to say I don't think their season is salvageable they might be able to cobble together a little good run with one one or two trades that they'll do before the deadline but I just think that Rodgers has no chemistry with the wide receivers their like communication in games is horrible because I know Jack you were talking about Sammy Watkins either completely blew the play or he made a really good play and, and saw an open spot. Yeah, yeah, then Rodgers missed it. On on fourth and two. And that was a turning point, too, because if they if they convert that fourth and two, they probably win that game. That's late in the game. They're driving down the field. They were across. They were about at midfield, I believe it was. Uh, you complete that down by two points late in the game, that they were going to get to field goal range for Mason Crosby. I mean, it, it's a, yeah. 
but that also adds on to it. They shouldn't be in this close of a game with the two and four commanders well, at that time. That's the other thing. This is this is the easy part of your schedule. You're facing mm -hmm. the Washington Commanders. These are the teams it, you need to beat so you can make it at least as a wild card team. The and, Packers do. Sorry to interrupt. Packers do have a cakewalk next week, next Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, that'll oh, be a great boy. game. That'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Man. The, well, Sunday night, right? Sunday night. Oh boy, we'll have Prime to have that on. We could yeah. maybe we could talk about that while we're. No, that's fine. Yeah, we'll, yeah. be fun. There you go. Well, we if can... their special teams isn't good against the uh, Commanders, I don't want to see it against the uh, Bills because <laughs> if Amari Rogers can't do his one job of catching a football and putting his arms up in the air saying fair catch, then uh, he, they might give up a special teams touchdown next week because I thought we brought in a head coach. To coach specifically yeah. special teams, and it hasn't. It's looked better, but there's still been a good amount of mistakes where it's yeah. like kind of unacceptable. So Anders and I were talking today about it. How what's bizarre about all of this, and we it's always brought up the whole like why are we not why are they not putting weapons around Aaron Rodgers, whatever. The Packers have all the resources in the world to go out and trade for one of these receivers that are available, to go out and sign Odell Beckham. To They have tons of draft picks because they don't typically trade their draft picks away. They have really young wide receivers that you could dangle out there and say, we'll take a veteran if you give it and we'll send back a young one. Like You have the ability to do something about this, and you are failing to help your team out right Definitely. now. There's tons of weight on Aaron Rodgers and the rest of this team. I'm not excusing that, but at some point this this front office needs to sit here and say let's do something about this because clearly what you're doing is not working and what you thought was going to work hasn't worked. Do something. And uh each week it's been the same thing the last couple of times. Rodgers just keeps saying, "Oh, we just need to simplify yeah. it instead of doing what we're doing." But like how much more simple can you get? Yeah. Maybe, and maybe the Packers could have traded a sixth and a seventh for Robbie Anderson. Again, I mean, honestly, like that's yeah, they, I, I, they needed him more than the Cardinals did. And the fact that Rodgers still really hasn't owned up to how bad he's been playing. Yeah, he did say last week, and maybe I need to play better. But that's literally all he said, and then he just moved on right away. Yeah. And then this week, it's the third week in a row where he said maybe this is the best thing for us, yeah. losing again. And it's like you're losing to a team that has a worse record each week. It's not the best thing that could be happening to He's this team right now. He's one of the only guys in the league who will not take any ownership for the team. And, I mean, dude, you're you're a quarterback in the NFL. That is the most important position of any position in sports. Like, dude, take some ownership on this. I feel like we're, we're also just, like, you know, kind of going in a circle here every week talking yeah. about this. And it just doesn't change. It's starting to frustrate me with Rodgers quite a bit. So to just kind of break up that... Um, you know, you're talking about how we're talking about that in a circle. There's nothing really new happening with the Packers. I just kind of want to bring out a couple of names that they could potentially trade for. Obviously, they haven't, like you've yeah. talked about. Yep. Do you guys think that any of these guys could help fix the problem or potentially make them a threat at the wide receiver core? Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Elijah Moore. Do, do think, any of those guys? I think some, there's two of those names that stand out as realistic I, to me. I agree. And that's Brandon Cooks and Elijah Moore, that's in my opinion. Exactly the other I two, I don't think. I I personally don't think they get traded, but if they do get traded, they're going to get traded for a ton. And I don't think the Packers GM, knowing their history, is willing to part mm -hmm. with all of that, especially for a, a season where they're already sitting in a hole. And with if the Vikings keep this up, their only outlet, their only way out is through the wild card. I don't see them selling the house on that. I do think Brandon Cooks and Elijah Moore are two that are going to be available at decent prices and could be really big for the team. And more specifically, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a captain on that Houston team. He's a veteran, and he's never been a stud-wide receiver, but he's always been a consistently he, good wide receiver. He has never receiver. had a good quarterback. Never had a consistent exactly. quarterback. He would be perfect for the Packers. I, I very much agree with you guys that Brandon Cooks would be awesome. Fun fact with Brandon Cooks, he has never had a season under 1,000 receiving yards. Wow. Wow. He's been in the league Perfect. for seven years. Perfect. He's not going anywhere in Houston right now. Oh and he's also, he's what, 30 at this point? Something like I that. You know, he's, he's, he's at he's that old. point where I don't know that he's he's worth Houston hanging on to him until they're out of there's, this rebuild. Yeah, because no by reason. the time they're out of that, he's going to be even older. Who knows what he's going to be at? This is a perfect guy for the Packers. For the Packers, I believe that he's 
definitely worth a fifth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I actually think Elijah Moore is the more, um, like, suitable, suitable option for the Packers, or just like for a trade with the Jets in general, because a Elijah Moore wants out of New York right. for some reason. Cause he, he was saying he wants to be targeted more, even yeah. though he is getting targeted a good amount. And he's saying like, he wants to be the number one guy. Yeah. Packers don't have a real number one guy right now. Rodgers wants somebody consistent to throw to, and the Jets would be more than willing to take one of the young wide receivers because Absolutely. their team is so young as Absolutely. it is that it just adds on to their like future goals, right. I guess. I agree with you that Elijah Moore would be really a solid option to get, but he's he's only 22 years old. He's very young he's as well. He's very young, he's and the, he's very underexperienced. He's the same. He, Rodgers would be throwing to the same problems yeah, that's that he what has I'm, now. That's what I'm getting at. I, I think... Like you had said, Elijah Moore makes sense. He wants out of New York. Yes. He is potentially a, the most talented player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, high highest upside, deal, highest ceiling. Yeah. See, that's also where I'm saying he is young too, but uh, he has proven that he's more consistent and he's catching balls from Zach Wilson, not Aaron Rodgers. True. Who? Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know that Rodgers is playing much better than Zach Wilson. Uh, and then I think if the Packers, let's say they're in a situation where. You know, they look good, defense is sound, and really their only hole is the receiving cord. They would be willing to, you know, they got a first-round pick for Devontae. I yeah. think they'd be willing to part with assets to get a secure number one wide receiver, whether that's Jerry Judy, DJ Moore, like Carolina was selling all their assets. But in the position they are at three and four, they wouldn't be looking to separate from any higher draft picks. Right. So I think Brandon Cooks, depending on the price, and uh, more from well, the Jets could definitely make I sense. also think like make a push at Odell Beckham. Like I mean I mean he's gonna want like, too much yeah, money. He, he's he's gonna want a lot of money. He's, I but, think but he I mean he he chases championships. Yes he exactly. does he he would love to play with Aaron Rodgers over the majority of the other quarterbacks that are probably going to be you know the teams that are going to be looking for him. Uh and he has a, a history with the Midwest. His mom's from Minnesota, um, and uh, I don't know remember where his dad's from. But he's got family in the area. Like he, he's, he's played in Cleveland, so he doesn't. He's care played about in Cleveland. Cold. I, it wouldn't shock me if that's a, a. But again, it it really depends on if they turn around because if they come at they come up to him at at three and six and go hey. We we need some help at, at wide receiver, yeah. and you're coming off your ACL. He's gonna go. No way. Yeah, you want me to turn this team around? No, no. I'm gonna go to a team where I know yeah. I'm going to be. If you, in, in if the you take a look, last year I know he was traded to the Rams, but yeah. they were in control of the NFC West for yeah. the most part. They were contenders. Defense was top tier. Right. Like, had a good quarterback, good wide receiving core already, right. where he could just fit in and do what he needed to do and not have to be the spotlight. Whereas, let's say if the Packers, let's were could be at you know five and two, they, it would be a whole different story than you know what they are at three and four, uh, and you know looking like he would be their the obvious number one target, and having to do a lot more than I think he might be willing to do. Maybe you could find a way to to try Allen Robinson. See if the the Rams would be willing to say, yeah, that one didn't work out for us. And then OBJ goes back to the Rams. OBJ, but but <laughs> I mean, Allen, because then then Allen, like part of his issue in LA is is he just is not gonna he's not getting anywhere near the touches he was getting anywhere else, and he would be the definite one in Green Bay, and he's a veteran who has succeeded in this league before. I actually really like at first when he said a Rob, I was like, man, he hasn't had a good year in yeah. in three years. However. The problem with Allen Robinson has been his quarterback play, and the reason why having a good quarterback for Allen Robinson is so important is he's always ranked in the bottom 10 percentile for separation. Yeah. However, he's always ranked very highly in 50-50 balls. Mm, yeah. and knowing Aaron Rodgers. He can knowing, place that ball perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously Allen Robinson isn't what he was in his prime. Right. However, somebody that can consistently get the 50-50 balls like you see today, Romeo Dobbs had a problem just catching the ball. If he's cheap in in L.A. because I don't know how how hooked onto them they are onto him they are considering how poor he's played out there, I I would be surprised if they sent a late round draft pick over that'd there be, for yeah, him. Be, that's yeah. a very solid idea. Yeah, a change is needed. I think something has yeah. to give, and and I think. 
Packers fans are going to continue tearing their hair out if literally nothing happens. And that's unfortunately the Packer way. But um, but I, I don't know. Um, you're listening to 89.7 WEC Eau Claire. This is the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. Uh, moving on from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, we've talked about that a ton. I'm sure we're going to talk about it every week moving forward. Uh, speaking of other teams that are kind of end of an era, uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are also sitting at three and four. And just like the Packers have one of the worst offenses in the league, despite having Tom Brady and an insane wide receiving core and Leonard Fournette and a great offensive line, like, no excuses for being a poor offensively coached team other than you're now your head coach is now a defensive minded coach instead of Bruce Arians. So three points against the Panthers today. Oh my Panthers. Gosh. Yeah. Panthers the, are the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers I and think, the Texans are probably going to be fighting each other for the worst the yeah. worst yeah. And Lions. Yeah. And the Lions. Lions. The Lions are explosive. I love the Lions. Yeah. Lions. One in one in five. six points today Yeah, they're they're real explosive. But uh, I mean, three points today. How do you do that against the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. A team who just gave away their best asset yeah. in, well, not best asset, but one of their best players in Christian McCaffrey. Um, this game made zero sense. Zero, no, <laughs> zero. Oh my gosh, bro. Um, I was shocked when I was like, oh I, I wasn't watching it, and then I kept seeing the updates, and I was like, what is happening? It was just when when are the Buccaneers going to snap back and you know, take control, and they never did. Yeah. Um. I think a big part of this, obviously, Tom Brady. I mean, what is he? Forty-five, forty-six now. He's yeah. not. He's not mobile. He's yeah, never been mobile. Didn't he say he still wants yeah. to keep going? There's no yeah. retirement in sight, and I guess. Well, he has time now. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest part in terms of their offensive struggles have been the interior offensive line. I yeah. want. Um, I that is my. Uh, right. Yeah, me too. Sorry, All pro center <laughs> Ryan Jensen, uh, uh, I mean, tore his ACL, I believe, a couple other things in his knee uh, during preseason or, you know, train camp. Right. Uh, if you take a look at their offensive line from the Super Bowl just two years ago, the only remaining piece that is playing today or played today would be Tristan Wirfs, who is a great tackle for him. But, you know, he doesn't, he can't pick up the slack for the other four guys. And it just, gives Tom Brady little time to uh adjust to you know having to get the ball out quick. I think I think people are putting too much weight and focusing way too much on their offense being bad. And I think the bigger point is their defense is not yeah. as good as it once was because if we think I mean look back to the Super Bowl they won against the the Dominant. Chiefs. They they I mean Brady was terrible in that game. They their offense was non-existent but the defense was so good that they won that game. And that was, uh, and and that's on, when Brady was in uh, New England. It was the same thing. You have such a dominant defense that you don't need to put up a ton of points. Now, three points in a game against Carolina is unacceptable. Yeah. That's absolutely on the offense. But they also still gave up what twenty something points to Carolina, I believe, to the to the 21. Panthers who just the, oh. to to the Panthers who just traded away their best one of their best offensive weapons and a backup quarterback in. That's who you gave up twenty one points to, like. This team, as much as their offense is not what it once was, Brady has always thrived when he's had a top five defense. He's won Super Bowls when he's had a top five defense, and when he hasn't, he hasn't been as good, and his team hasn't been as good. Is Tom Brady the greatest game manager of all time? I, I, I don't. Okay. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We had a conversation in my house about this. Uh, Anders claims, and wish he was here, but Anders claims <laughs> that Tom Brady is not even a top top ten quarterback. Talent wise, oh. he, I, says, I, he says, "Yeah, I was a little more like you, Chris." But he he says, and and one of the ones I was annoyed with was he's like, "Aaron Rodgers is a better talent than Tom Brady." Yes, yes. I don't know that he is. I Definitely really a better thrower of the football. Earlier in his career, absolutely when he was a little more mobile, oh, when he had two straight MVPs, or well, I mean, we I, don't got to bring up MVPs. Tom was, Brady wins when, MVPs. When, I don't think when Aaron Rodgers threw up a bunch of blind passes to Devontae Adams over and over and over and over again. I don't think. <laughs> Being a top tier game manager will give you seven rings. There has to be no, he's definitely, something behind he's it. Definitely, Defenses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's true. He's I, definitely the goat. There's no, yeah, it, yeah. It's no just, he's the goat in a different way because right. he is. He never has and and never will be 
what Patrick Mahomes is in talent wise. You know, Patrick Mahomes does things that, and Josh Allen's the same way where it's yeah. like unheard of, where you're like, this guy is running around the pocket and throwing sidearm no look passes and just like hitting these unbelievable passes downfield. And Tom Brady was never that, but no. he always was consistently good. And He's that the was the difference. winner of all time. Absolutely. He found a way to get it done regardless. And you know, Patrick Mahomes will have his games where it's like, Jesus Christ, what is he doing? And you're like, I mean, he looks amazing most of his games, but he has an, an occasional bad one. Tom Brady, up until this year, it was like he never really has a bad game. He has games that are worse than others, but he never really has a bad game, let's be honest. I just so. kind of want to throw this in here. In 2016 and 2017, Tom Brady was looking this terrible as well right before he left the Patriots. So I don't know if this is some type of, like, he's just trying to reacclimate himself. However, I wouldn't be surprised if next year, the year afterwards, Tom Brady said he's not retiring. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just as good as he used to be I th- next year. I think year. the problem is the team. I, I think, I think I th- so, too. Arians is gone. Chris hit, he- it on the na- hit the nail on the head. Yeah. The, the line's terrible. Yeah. Arians is gone, though. And he's still with the team. He's still with the team. He's not He's not calling plays anymore, is no. he? No, he's he is no. not. So Arians is an offensive-minded coach who's been great with quarterbacks his entire career. It's like Andy Reid, you know. He's no longer doing things, at least in-game, okay? That's going to create issues. Brady, when he went to Tampa, also brought along about a million different stars from the league with him, and half of them are gone. Gronk retired. The wide receiving core is shot because of injuries. The offensive line shot because of injuries. Defensively, they haven't brought back everyone they had. Their secondary isn't even that good, let's be honest. I mean, this is a team that did everything right when they went out and won that Super Bowl. And then because of the nature of it, couldn't bring everyone back because that's just how... I mean, the year after they did and they were really good, but you can't keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Sure, And... That's that's part of it. I mean, Brady, regardless of how good Brady is, at some point you have to remember, remind yourself, he is a 45-year-old quarterback who cannot do what he once did. Drew no. Brees is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he lost so much arm strength at the end of his the career. Ball than Tom yards. Brady's the same way. He's not, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the one quarterback who, despite getting older, can still sling the ball all the way down the field. You know, Tom Brady can't do that anymore. You have to find other ways to allow because if you give him the right the right system and the right players around you he'll still win you games by you know doing what breeze did and throwing shorter passes and managing the game perfectly because he's 45 years old you know can't expect him to go out and win you the games but they're not doing that anymore and they kind of messed up his roster and it's what it's what happened in new england where it was kind of like all right we're starting to sort of move on our roster's starting to change and brady was like then i'm not gonna stay here for it yeah and i I wouldn't be surprised if he's committed to staying in or to continuing 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 to play. He might go somewhere else. Well, yeah, they there was a huge rumor over the offseason that Miami. Yep. That's exactly where I was going. Miami. Yeah, I, but was, they, I think they're really loving Tua with Tyreek Hill now though. If he can come back and be okay off of that head stuff can, like long term, I I think he looks good. I think they're going to keep Tua he looks there. Looks good for sure. Yeah. I was actually going to bring up that point too. Uh with Tom Brady possibly leaving, where do you think he would go? Where is his best fit? Well, it would, in my opinion, it would have been Miami. But well, now, I, now, yeah, yeah, it's a good oh, question. Um, it's tough. I would have said Colts, but their O line is also really terrible right now. Um, maybe Green Bay. You think he goes to Green Bay? Yeah, I would he, be shocked. I, he, he does would, not. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to yeah. go the, to the O line. Has the, been terrible. He doesn't want to go to the He's cold north. No, he doesn't. Um, I, I, the okay, Panthers. Depending on <laughs> the. Pof- the performance for the rest of the year on the quarterback. I'm gonna save the name for the, the I mean for the end. The Saints. I would say the Steelers. Dallas Cowboys. Great defense. Ooh, wow. Great defense. I was, I was actually gonna do What do you do been, with Dak's contract? Exactly. That's the issue. He's injury prone. He did not look good today. Even though the uh, Cowboys won 24 to six, um, he he didn't, doesn't look great. He's Injury ever since the leg prone. Oh, that was gross. That leg, the ankle. Hey, Tony Romo said he dislocated it though. So, <laughs> so he did. 
He threw for 207 yards against an abysmal secondary. You know, I I will say, and and I was also as like, man, that is not a good way to come back after Cooper Rush was great for three of his four games. It's his first game back after breaking his thumb or whatever it was. Like he's he's definitely getting back. This was the the Lions were the perfect. He said it himself. The Lions are the perfect team to play for his first game back. Well, next week is going to be the the real test. I mean, he was. It would have taken some a pretty so, poor effort team wide to lose the Lions. What we were talking about with the Buccaneers secondary being so beat up and their defense not looking as good as they have been in the past. Yeah. First week of the season, Dallas at the Buccaneers. Oh, they shut him down. The injury that the game that uh, Dak got injured in. Yeah. Before he got injured, or I mean, up to his injury, he was 14 of 29 for 134 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. It was a terrible. terrible Sacked game. three times. Mm-hmm. Did so, not look good in that, and he was healthy. First game of the year. So it's just it's not a good look for the Cowboys. Obviously, their defense is dominant. Uh, I'd say top. I mean, one of the best in the league. Yeah, top three, absolutely. I think Jerry Jones is too headstrong to not keep the guy that he's the one that put into place. But, but it's Tom that's Brady. That's true. I but actually, see, I, I agree. I think that. Tom Brady would go. He would stay in the NFC, I believe. What if he went to San Fran? Because they have. All th- the key tools, and like we said earlier, Garoppolo isn't going to win this game. He's from oh, I, I just don't think they can well. give up on Trey Lance that early. Oh, true. You, you can't forget about these oh, trade you, assets. I, I the think Buccaneers. we I, can't give up on Trey Lance that early. 40, you, know, you know how quick? You know how quickly the the Cardinals give up on Josh Rosen after drafting him? Okay, but it was Josh Rosen. Yeah, but teams will give up. Okay, but Trey Lance. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, it's. I mean, it's a little bit. It is. Is it though? Because I don't know that it is. Trey Lance has played what four games in this league. Josh Rosen also played like four games in the league, and he was already counted out. Well, he were, no, he played more than that his rookie year. Right, but no, he was he, already after about four games. They were already saying Cliff Kingsbury wants to draft Kyler Murray first uh, overall. You I know? was well, already saying that was a bad draft pick in the first place because he didn't do much in college. So remember, I, hey, remember, Josh Rosen was going to make all the teams that passed on him pay. Oh yeah, they. they and sure he did make did. him pay. He he had he. He joined every team's practice squad and got paid a couple thousand dollars. Hundred <laughs> percent. So just rolling that in to our final segment here for the last couple minutes. For the last Quick minute, hit. we got yeah. one minute. So fly Who, through. Which it. team isn't rebuilding that everybody believes should rebuild? Jack isn't rebuilding that should be rebuilding. Yes. Uh, the Colts need to rebuild really badly. Chris, uh, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Braden. Oh. Jags need to rebuild and relocate. Wow. I, uh, oh, I disagree. Trevor Lawrence. Really? They're bad every single year. How Their many draft picks do you need great. to be good? Their Nobody offense to, looks great. We might need to talk about we're this. We're talking on, about that next Sunday. next week for sure. Wow. For me, for me, it is the Buccaneers. They're all old. Yeah, the the Bucks yeah. won't make sense. I think the Colts have just tried too long to to make stopgap quarterback. Seven straight years with a new quarterback. Yeah, Jesus. You can't do it's that no. at all. They've been they've been trying to fill the hole ever since the retirement of Andrew Luck. But with that being said, so we don't go over this time <laughs> with 10 seconds left. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. We will be with you next Sunday as well, so stay tuned. Uh, thank you.